Hello, and welcome to a McDreamy episode of We <laughs> Only Look Thin. I am Katherine Weigel, and I have lost about 150 pounds. And with me today is my McSteamy husband, Donald Weigel. I am McSteamy indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know McSteamies from McDreamies to no, I don't DLTs. Either. I don't I, know the difference, but I know that I'm on Team McSteamy. Way to go. And how much weight have you lost? Uh, I've lost a little over 100 pounds. Congratulations. And I have kept it off for about two years now. That is true. And what is also true is that Donald and I have never watched an episode of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> it, it is. It is true. We love... Now, ask me about ER. Ask me about about George Clooney yeah. and Juliana Margulies getting together and, and George Clooney's dad never taking him to a Cubs game and right. all that. Ask me about that. Do not ask me about Grey's Anatomy, but that's what the episode's called, so what are if, you going to do? If we had an ER podcast, I would ask you about all of those things. Oh, but yeah. We, but we don't. We so. don't. <laughs> and ER isn't like a great name for a podcast. But yeah. like Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> spelled the way we spelled it in this episode, go look at the show notes. Yeah. It's some funny stuff. Yeah, it's good, good times. It's Mc- Dreamy. Trust us, it's yeah. hilarious. It's hilarious. We like wordplay, which is great for a podcast. Yeah, we've never seen an episode of Grey's Anatomy, and yet we're referencing People it over and over again. People love Sandra Oh, so what are you yeah. going to do? What are you going to do indeed? Oh, she's great on Killing Eve. She's great on Killing Eve. Ask us about Killing Eve. Yeah, How yeah. about that? Yeah, we've watched but that's uh, also- every episode of that That's show. not a great name for a podcast either. So hello and welcome uh, to this emergency episode of We Only Look Thin. Sure. Um, it's an emergency. It's an emergency that you listen. And it, you know what? It's really an emergency <laughs> that you go back and listen to all of our episodes. We really need to come up with better openers at some point. But we don't have time for that because we got we got podcasts to talk about. I don't understand what you mean by better openers. I don't think it gets any better than this. I'm not sure how I feel about the emergency thing. Scrubs we, was a good show. We, t- we, we won we a Peabody Scrubs. Award for our openers. <laughs> <laughs> we did. <laughs> Maybe can openers. I don't know. But uh, but yeah, this episode we are going to talk about being sick. This wow. Is, oh, I was expecting you to like fake cough. Do oh. we have like, a? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. Uh, but yeah, we are going to talk about being sick in your weight loss journey. There's so much to talk about. Yeah. Uh, that we are not going to do a tip of the week. Tip of the week to you. Tao, everybody. Uh, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. We're just going to get right into being sick. I think everyone's favorite part of the tip of the week anyway is when we say tip of the week I, to you. I think so, too. Tao, anyway, uh, but there's so. lots of tips in here, so don't worry. You'll still get a couple of tips in there. But uh, if you are listening, you've probably been sick in your life. Uh, probably. Yeah. If you're a human being on planet <laughs> Earth and you're listening to a podcast, chances are you have gotten the, a cold or the flu. You know what is really annoying? The people who have said that they never, ever get sick. Like, yeah. oh, I started snorting turmeric like six years ago and I haven't gotten sick since then. It's really frustrating to hear that because it's very yeah. judgy. One of the other frustrating things for me is the person who is clearly sick and is refusing to admit it like, which I have encountered many, many times. Like, they'll be sniffling and coughing and they just like, are you sick? Nope. Nope, I am not sick. I am going to continue. I'm like, because you really like probably shouldn't be here getting the rest of us sick if you are. No, nope, not sick. Not sick. But you also get judged if you don't show up for work. So really, yeah. there's no winning. There was a guy that I worked with uh, way back in the day, his first day in the office. He was sitting across from my desk and uh, he was sick and he had a cold. And uh, my uh, we were at in my friend's office, actually, and she had one of those stress ball squeezer things. Yeah, yeah. And the guy was clearly sick. 
and coughing and sneezing, and he kept squeezing. Squeezing her. the stress ball. And so she started calling it her germ ball because yeah, he was yeah. the only one who ever touched it, and he was really sick and had no business just putting his hands all over all of her, you know, office supplies. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, that was that was some fun times. But we show up to work sick. We show up uh, to our kids' activities sick. And uh, sometimes we don't show up for ourselves, though, when we're sick, do we, Donald? No, and mm. that's deep. The person you should be showing up for is you. Is you. Um, but uh, when we were kids, let's go in the Wayback Machine. Being home from school when you were sick meant watching The Price is Right, maybe with some Campbell's chicken noodle condensed soup. Oh, man. Yeah. And like mom would take care of me and uh, I'd, you know, just snuggle under the covers or sit on that couch and. Oh, not a care in the world. Watch those people come on down. Oh, my gosh. You're the next contestant on. You're saying that with such enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, But also, I used to pretend to be sick so that I didn't have to do a test. If you look back at the statistics, my sicknesses (laughs) coincided with with tests quite often. It's funny how your daughter was sick all the time, uh, Mrs. Rutkowski, when... uh... When she had a test to do. Yeah. And also, I remember once, uh, did you ever do this where you would like take a thermometer and like put it next to a bulb to make it look like it was really hot? I heard of people doing that, but I was such a goody two-shoes. Must be nice. I don't remember ever faking sick. I was in high school once, and I did ditch school and go to Philadelphia, uh, which is about a 45-minute drive That's good, which away. is weird because he lived in Michigan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I did that once, but I, I never faked sickness. I, even as an adult in the workplace, have never faked a sickness. Like I, Yeah, I'm really, even when I am sick, like, and I call out sick, I want to sound sicker than I am right. to make sure that they know that I'm sick, but I think they think I'm faking, but I'm really sick. It's this weird paranoia about them like thinking that you're not actually sick thing that is is terrible. Like, you know, we we feel like we feel super obligated to go to work even when we're sick, or at least I do, you know, and in my business, it's almost this thing of like the sicker you are when you show up to work, like the better human being that you appear to be to other people. Right, because you're, you're pushing through. But they don't want you to be there. Yeah. But they want you to be there. And if you weren't there, they'd think you were faking. I openly yell at people to go home when they're sick. Like, oh, that's I, It drives me crazy. Do you know that my grandmother- But then I won't do it. Then I will show up, uh, you know, when I'm sick. Uh, it's very complicated. Yeah. Uh, dear listener, are you complicated? I know we are. My grandmother uh, didn't drive, but she would have a handicap placard for when we would go grocery shopping. Yeah. And she was, you know, I in remember her this. 90s and couldn't walk very fast, but needed the placard. But she didn't limp or anything. She was just slow. But when we would get out of cars, she would start limping. And I asked her why. And she said because she wanted people around her to think she really needed the placard. She faked she a limp. 90-year-old woman faking a limp. going into Lord to and Taylor's her, uh, Bamberger's her disabled or Macy's. Placard, yeah. But she would f- extra fake a limp so that people would not think she was lying about it. So, uh, so being sick is complicated. I remember, too... Uh, being in middle school, and they would have ice cream socials for perfect attendance. Oh, so yeah. You didn't want to be sick because you wanted to go to the ice cream social. As I didn't ever go to the ice Did cream social. Did you ever go to the no, ice cream social? No, I was at social. home watching. <laughs> <laughs> I was at home watching The Price is Right, 
the facts of life. Oh, yeah. Every show I wanted to watch just to avoid actually taking the Green test. Green Acres, Beverly yeah. Hillbillies. Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah, me Gentle too. Gentle Ben. Yeah. Flipper. Oh, yeah. All oh, that stuff. All that, I love Lucy. The daytime shows, which I didn't realize were, uh, were repeats at that point. I know. I thought, did I tell you that I thought Happy Days was like, it was now... But it was some magical camera that filmed to the past in the fifties. Yeah, I don't know. Like you were a, <laughs> you were a really weird kid. I was, home, I was a you were a gullible, kid. gullible child. I was a latchkey kid, and you just come up with answers to questions that you don't have answers to. So yeah, it's for all sure. Good. So uh, I guess a, a lot of listeners may be asking themselves, what does all of this talk of being sick have to do with weight loss and health and fitness? That is probably something that people are thinking about. We're and gonna- I'm glad you all are asking that question. <laughs> a lot of times we don't know when we get sick. You get a cold, you get a flu, and you're on your fitness journey. Maybe you have, you know, I know this happened to me. Maybe you've only recently, you know, in air quotes, gotten it together. Maybe you've just gotten on track and you come down with a cold. Or maybe you've been like rock solid for six months and you've not gone over your calories once. You've not strayed off your plan. You've done all your exercise and then suddenly you get sick and it just feels like your whole health and fitness plan has been derailed. Well, and I think the thing with that too is that for some reason when we decide that we're the new person that we are, we think magically we're never going to get sick again. Right. And it's this all or nothing attitude. And when you do get sick, you throw up your hands and be like, oh, great, great. This is just what I blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and you yeah. get indignant and then you get angry at the process because you're sick. And then you like, maybe you shouldn't go to the gym and I know I used to go to the gym, get sick. I'd have a cold for like three weeks, not go to the gym. Yeah. And then maybe wait a year to go back to yeah. the gym. I realize this is, you know, anecdotal evidence, but what she just said, like, used to happen frequently. You know, I feel like a lot of gyms, people don't wipe the machines down and stuff. And uh, I feel like I got sick way more often when I was going to a gym all the time. And it's one of the reasons that I, you know, choose to exercise at home or at least not at a gym most of the time now. And, you know, that getting sick and being, you know, derailed, I would succumb to the all or nothing attitude. And it was like, well, if I don't exercise for a few days, if I don't stick perfectly to my diet plan for a few days, then I've blown it. It's over. I may as well just go back to, you know, doing things the way I did before. Well, and two, I mean, I know, like, I had an I'll push through it attitude, almost like I'll sweat out the sickness, which isn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like leeches in the 1600s. <laughs> like, uh, but, you know, you do like, oh, I'll push through it or I'll drink tons of coffee. Which... Are we sure that leeches don't work? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. But, you know, but now even with technology, more so than... Are you sure that's not just big pharma that wants you to think (laughs) leeches don't work? All the leeches are out of jobs just waiting for, like... terrible. Sitting on gross fallow ponds just waiting to... So disgusting. it's not good. It's not good. But when we went to the gym, we didn't have smartwatches. Yeah. And I think we are so beholden to our smart watches now. Oh, yeah. That people don't want to break their streaks. Yeah. I don't want to have a day when I don't hit 17. No, my smart watch is my digital overlord, and I certainly don't want to disappoint it. (laughs) Well, but there are people who post on Facebook like, oh, I've got, you know, I've closed the circles on my Apple Watch every day this month, and now I'm sick. 
and I'm, you know, I'm, you know, lying in the ER, but I want to get my steps in because I don't want to break my streak. And there's all these like external pressures that we put on ourselves to push past illness and to, you know, if we have people who rely on us, we can't afford to be sick. Yeah. So we just keep pushing, which makes us sicker. And then we feel sorry for ourselves because we don't have time to stop or we think we don't have time to stop. And so we revenge eat because that's all that we can do. Feed yeah. cold, starve a fever. I don't know. I don't know what the words are. Yeah. And, and there, this desire happens to just have comfort, you know, when I'm sick and uh, especially with, with a flu or something and, you know, something a little more severe than a cold, you know, it's this idea of, of I just need to feel something better than I do now. And I used to turn to food, you know, to to get that instant sort of comfort. And I was just, you know, hurting myself more, making myself sicker. And the same thing can be said about exercise. You know, if if there are times, and most of the time when you're sick, it is better to take it easy on your exercise than try and push through because you can just make yourself sicker and prolong the illness and prolong the time before you can get back to doing the exercise. Well, and also I think, and and this is something that I have struggled with because in the past, I would be going to the gym, doing Weight Watchers, and then I would get sick And I would literally stop going to Weight Watchers and stop going to the gym. And I used to get sick. I am not kidding. I would have a cold for a solid month, like a solid month. And that would derail me. And then I would just get out of my rhythm and I wouldn't go back to the gym. And then it would be, you know, I'd gain, you know, a a pant size or something before I decided to go back to the gym again. And I would just repeat that over and over again. So I think now older and I mean, obviously, we've lost a lot of weight, yes, but um, <laughs> but I remember when we started this for you know this f- last time journey venture or whatever, yeah. it all feels so tenuous, and it feels like you could go back to being your old self so quickly. And when you're sick, or when you start feeling that scratchy throat, or you know you wake up with a headache and and aches and stuff, yeah, you can get it can be scary because you're like, oh my gosh, in the past it's derailed me for months and months. Like, if I don't work out today, if I don't close that ring, am I the old person that I was? Am I the quitter? Yeah, and so it can be really scary to find a balance. And I think we struggle with this in all parts of weight loss is like, am I being kind to myself or am I going back to an old habit? Am I enabling a behavior or am I showing myself grace? And I don't know that there's a single answer because it's so complicated and it's so, you know, there's so much judgment against illness. Yeah, for sure. And I was, I was terrified for a very long time of straying from my diet and exercise plan, even a little bit when I first started doing this. And, you know, I know we talk about all the time on this show about working in your indulgences, working in your treats, um, you know, giving yourself a break from time to time from the exercise. But I was terrified that if I did that for even a day or even a meal, that I was going to go flying off the rails. But I put systems in place and I built up habits, daily habits that are just now part of my life. And I know now that I can go back to those things when life happens because life is going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I I think, you know, when we start being healthy or when we've lost some weight, 
we think maybe suddenly we're invincible. Like, you know, maybe you're on the motivation train or maybe you yeah. know, you've, you've hit, you know, a 20 pound weight loss or something, or you've been good, quote unquote, for a week. And then suddenly you get sick and you feel like a victim of like, wow, nothing is ever going to go my way. Right. Like, or worse, you know, there there's lots of different kinds of sicknesses that we have to deal with as adults. When you're a kid, you just kind of sit back and you you snuggle up in a blanket. But when you're an adult, you either, you know, if you live on your own, you don't have anyone to help you out. You don't have anyone to make, you know, soup for you and, you know, change the channel on the TV because remote controls don't exist uh, yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, whether you are a caregiver caring for a child who is sick and that throws you off your routine because you've got a sick child at home and you're missing work and you're yeah. trying to work remotely or you live by yourself and you're trying to, uh, you know, take care of yourself or you're at work sick. Other people have called out sick and you've got to do their job because you're the fool that showed up to work that day. Like sickness affects us even if we're not the one that's sick or, you know, some combination thereof. So we're hoping we're going to give you some tips and suggestions of kind of how to work through that. But I think the first step is to realize, like Donald said, sickness is going to happen. Yeah. And you don't have to feel judged by the person who, you know, takes turmeric every day and hasn't gotten sick in five <laughs> decades. Like, you're going to get sick, someone is going to get sick, and it's okay to work through it in your own way. Um, we are not perfect. And through this process, being open to the idea that we are going to hit stumbling blocks, we are going to not go in a perfect straight line toward health. There are going to be times when we have to pause, yeah. when we have to step back and know, you know what, I'm sick, I'm not going to work out for a week. And I'm going to get back onto it. And I think that it goes back to what I consider to be the cornerstone of being able to lose the 100 pounds and keep it off now for a couple of years, which is the realization that there is no finish line and that there isn't a, a deadline either to, you know, get it done. You know, if I if you have a hundred pounds to lose, there is no there's no reward for losing it in six months versus taking two years to do it. Right. I mean it and in fact I would contend, not to get off topic too far, I would contend that losing a hundred pounds in six months is almost for sure the wrong way to do it. Whereas taking a couple of years to do it means that you have put sustainable changes into your life that are possible to maintain for the rest of your life. But getting back to my original point, the idea is that you know getting sick does not mean that it's over. It's not done and you're diet and exercise plan does not have to be thrown out the window. You don't have to give up all of the progress you've made because you have literally the rest of your life to be healthy and to maintain a diet and exercise plan that is going to make you healthier and happier through the rest of your life. Well, and I think it's like any venture that you enter thinking that there are never going to be setbacks. You know, it's not like you know, the Dodgers have won every single game they've ever played. They, you right. know, 
I don't know anything about baseball, so I'm not really <laughs> sure why I'm mentioning the Dodgers. But like any success comes with setbacks. Right. And if we think that suddenly we're invincible because we've lost some weight or we finally have the mindset that we think we need to lose the weight in anything we do, we have to have a backup plan. I have a new-ish car. It's, I mean, it's like a year old. Yeah. I still have insurance and I still have AAA in case I get a flat tire. It's not like I've got a new car. I don't have to worry about anything for 10 years. Like, yeah, I need to maintain it and I need to have a spare tire and I need to have, you know, backup in case something happens. And in this weight loss journey, in this health journey, we have to know that at some point, we're probably going to get sick. And when yeah. you prepare for that, when it happens, it's not as scary because you already have things in place to support you. So there are a few things that we can do uh, to prepare for being sick ourselves. Uh, the first step, like we just said, is to know that it's going to happen and to not set yourself up for that all or nothing mentality because when you start beating yourself up for being sick and start berating yourself for not showing up to the hit class or the Zumba class. Yeah. Like when you start, you know, second guessing yourself and speaking poorly to yourself, like that's not going to help you feel better. No, be kind to yourself and realize that not only is it okay to take care of yourself when you're sick, but it's preferable to take care of yourself when you're sick. If you try and do too much and do too much too soon, you can just prolong the illness in the first place. And um, I, in terms of exercise, I found a, a few different websites that, that said exactly the same thing, and it makes sense to me. If all of your symptoms are above the neck, it's probably okay to exercise. Like if you just have a head cold, you can probably exercise. Even then, it may be preferable to, you know, rest so that you can recover faster. But if you have body aches or chills or especially a fever, then definitely don't exercise because you will make it worse. Like raising your core body temperature um, is the worst thing you can do when you have a fever. And so definitely use that rule of thumb and do not exercise. Well, I think too, and kind of what I was trying to say with the car thing was like have a backup plan. If generally you go to the gym every day or every other day, have a backup that is appropriate for, I mean, not like you have to prepare for every single thing that's ever happened in <laughs> yeah. the world, but like, you know what? I'm not feeling my best. I'm going to take a five minute walk at lunch, maybe a 10 minute walk after work. I'm going to do a Leslie Sanson walking video at home or something like that. Have something that you can do that's maybe not your optimal workout, but something that's like, you know what, I'm going to do a gentle yoga video, uh, yoga with Adrian. I'm going to do a five minute fitness marshal, see how I feel. Yeah. Like, or maybe you just do some stretching or something just to, you know, keep yourself limber. Right. So you can have something minimum to do that doesn't require going to a gym, getting other people sick or, you know, affecting the people around you. If you're home with a sick child, you could do a Walking with Leslie video. Yeah. You could, you know, do uh, one of the Blogilates home workouts. And yeah, we, we've been doing these 12-minute, uh, uh, she's been posting recently these 12-minute uh, fitness videos, and uh, I've been especially doing the arms one, and uh, it's great. I, like, I'm not sure I've ever felt stronger, and I've just been doing it for three weeks. It's a 12-minute workout, and I feel great. 
Yeah, except for when we're doing it, that's the hard part. But oh, yeah, while doing it, I feel miserable. But afterwards, I feel fantastic. But you know what I mean? You have this you have this goal of 17,000 steps a day or 10,000 steps a day. And when you're sick and you can't hit it, you feel defeated. Don't worry about feeling that. Don't feel guilt. Say, you know what? I'm going to go for 1,500 steps today. If I'm like really sick and I can't go to work, I'm going to try to get 1,000 steps. Have some minimums in place that are kind of your like giving yourself, your future self permission to slow down is okay. It's okay if you miss your class. And if you do, like, I mean, I had the flu a year and a half ago or something. Walking to the kitchen was for two days, I couldn't even consider it. On the yeah. third day, I remember stopping in the living room and I was like, I'm going to feel this way forever. Like, <laughs> it was horrible. And then I think, Donald, you said too, like when you're super, super sick, you make these promises to oh, yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's sort of all like this bargaining. Like when you're in quicksand, you bargain with God. Like I'm, you know, I'll never sin again if I, <laughs> yeah, if you just, <laughs> if get, you me just get me out of this. But I would do the same thing. Like I'll never eat an unhealthy thing again if I could just feel better. And then, of course, you know, you feel better and you're yeah, like, and then, oh, well, that, that I was just, yeah, I was just sick. There was some meme that I saw that was like, you know, cartoons from the 80s made me think that being trapped in quicksand was much more likely than it actually is. Like every single show is like, the bionic woman, quicksand, Scooby-Doo, quicksand. Oh, yeah. I used to worry about how I would get out of quicksand when I got cut. Like when? It wasn't if. Yeah, no, it was just just a part of life. A matter of when. Um, But speaking of quicksand, uh, how'd you like (laughs) that transition? Um, likewise with, with your food and your eating, you know, it is okay to give yourself a little bit of a break and you don't have to do all of your normal meal prep and, you know, it's okay to, to not even a hundred percent stay on your diet plan if it's what you need to get better from your, from your sickness. But it's also important to strike that balance of not you know, going crazy, not just using your sickness as an excuse to to just eat chips or eat candy all day or to, you know, search for that comfort food or like Catherine was talking about earlier to do, you know, revenge eating because you feel like, you know, you deserve it. Well, and I think when we're sick too, we're so vulnerable. Like what's more vulnerable than not being able to take care of yourself? Or even if you're a parent or a caregiver, if you're sick and still expected to be there for everyone oh, yeah. else, like that, that can feel really lonely and oh, yeah. really overwhelming. And yeah, f- and you can definitely develop resentment that, you know, I would take out on others by, you know, punishing myself with food, so to speak. Right. And so when we feel vulnerable and sad and stressed and overwhelmed or alone and abandoned when we're sick and no one's there to take care of us like food is our comfort food is always there for us yeah and we can in that vulnerable state we can make uh very calorically promiscuous choices because it's soothing it's easy to order the alfredo from the italian restaurant or it's easy to order the you know fried rice fricassee or whatever from yeah the place but if in advance you can kind of set up a menu for yourself of the kinds of things that you know are either easy to make at home whether it's you know keeping some frozen soups in the freezer there are some great ones from trader joe's right now uh, a tomato soup and yeah. a uh, an onion soup that are delicious and low calorie or like i said having a couple of takeout menus where you know like okay this deli has a really great vegetable 
vegetable chicken soup that I can order a quart of and have it delivered. Yeah. I can order a Tom Yum soup from the Thai place that's a gallon, you know, half a gallon, and it'll be good for a week and it's light. Like, And we always talk about having emergency frozen meals on yeah. hand, you know, at least one or two just that you keep around for – you know, sometimes it is an emergency in air quotes, like you just are out of time and you need something quick. And rather than stopping at a fast food place and grabbing a, you know, 1500 calorie burger, you have a frozen meal on hand. But in this case, you have a frozen meal on hand that you can just pop in the microwave, even when you're feeling miserable, but you know that it's relatively within your diet plan and you can, um, you know, maintain a, a certain level of staying on it while you're sick. Yeah. And for for being parents, I think, it you know, it took me time to figure this out, too. But like keeping a bottle, and I know it's not like the best thing in the whole world, but keeping a bottle of Gatorade in the house just in case, or Pedialyte, keeping some popsicles in the freezer for just in case. Oh, yeah. Keeping basic over-the-counter medicine on hand, whether it's Pepto-Bismol or, you know, uh, cold and flu medicine, something like that, because there's not much worse than getting sick and then realizing you don't have anything in oh, the house yeah. to manage it. And, you know, luckily we live close to a Rite Aid. It is 550 feet steps uh, from our place. So yeah. we can go over there pretty easily. But like just keeping those basics in the house can help you feel like less of a victim of it. Like there's not a tissue box in the house. I don't have any NyQuil. I don't have yeah. whatever. Like there have been times when that has happened to us. And I feel like sometimes they go bad. Like check the expiration dates on your stuff because we might have it and then never use it. But being able to just have you know, Pepto-Bismol on hand or Dimetap or something like that has been very helpful just to make sure that we're setting ourselves up for when that sickness comes because it's going to happen. Um, don't be afraid if you are sick to get groceries delivered. You know, make things easy for Oh, yourself. that's a really good one. Like going back to those, you know, in a best case scenario, you would clean the house and buy the groceries and do all the things like what are the minimums that actually need to be done like if you have kids that you're managing they probably need clothes and some food if the house is a mess it doesn't really matter get the grocery delivery service yeah be realistic be kind to yourself have minimums in place and just like with any facet of your you know weight loss journey your weight loss fitness program, you have a plan, you have backup plans. Um, it is always important to have something to fall back on. And keeping that mental attitude in place of realizing this is temporary, but life happens, and I'm going to have to do this over and over again for the rest of my life. I'm going to have to encounter these hurdles, and I'm going to have to figure out a way to get over them or get under them or get around them. Well, and not not to make it sound like Donald and I have you know, like a giant book with all of our backup plans noted. It's more of a like, so when you are sick and when you can't do what you're used to doing because you're used to getting it all done yourself, it is okay to, you know, I don't know, order some underwear from Amazon if you can't do laundry. Like yeah. I actually couldn't do laundry at one point and bought some socks at Target so I didn't have to do laundry. Was it the best thing? Ask me if it was the best thing. Was it no, the best it was thing? not the best oh, thing to do. No. But it got me through because when we push ourselves 
to keep doing everything at the level that we usually do when we're not sick, we're just going to make ourselves sicker. Yeah, realizing um, that that badge of honor of of pushing through and pushing yourself to the next level, even when you're miserable, realizing that that is not the healthiest choice, either mentally or physically, is a big part of this. Yeah, and think back to a time that you were sick. I mean, I, I'm still recovering from a... a uh, a cold that isn't all that bad, but thinking about a time that you were really sick and what were you missing? Did you not have food in the house or, you know, did you push yourself to go to the grocery store when you should have just stayed home? Uh, I actually, a while ago, back in, uh, before it was Walt Place, whatever Walt Place was called before Walt Place, um, <laughs> the Cool Kid Hangout Club. Yeah, I think um, that's what it was. Um, we Maybe actually- we should think about going back to the Cool Kid Hangout Club. <laughs> where cool kids hang out and do whatever. Yeah. Um, but we actually did um, a self-care basket. I don't know if you even knew about this, but it was like for those times when uh, you're feeling down or yeah. overwhelmed, like put a little basket together with uh, some nice lavender scented owls. I don't know why I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it sounds like a much nicer version of like your your get out bag, yeah. like the emergency suitcase no, that you have around. We had like like the idea of setting aside like a blanket and your favorite movie on DVD, which used to be a thing that people had were DVD players. Yeah, um, you know a uh, a lavender face mask or you know a bubble bath stuff. Like if you're feeling sick, having something that's like a little go to, like some warm fuzzy socks or whatever. Yeah, having something that's like there. And ready for you as your emergency kit for when you're feeling down or when you need to cozy up on the couch. Like it can feel luxurious to have that already there for you instead of like, oh my gosh, I can't even stand up right now. Like I've, I've actually done that and it's a nice little thing to have. No, that sounds like a, a great idea. Well, and also another thing that we actually haven't really mentioned is that there are different kinds of sickness. Did you know that, Donald? No. List I've never heard of more than one kind. <laughs> but there's, you know, so there's the cold and the flu situation. You know, someone else is sick. Uh, you know, there's a 24-hour bug, whatever. But then also, and I know we've, uh, we've talked about this on other episodes, is there are, you know, depression is also an illness. Oh, yeah. That isn't really considered a good reason to stay home you know yeah. like if you call your boss and say you have the stomach flu they don't want to talk to you they're like okay right no more information needed like get off the phone and that's sort of a justifiable like i need to be near like i need to be at home but if you are suffering from depression to a point where you can't go to work or you're so overwhelmed that you just you know call out sick for a day be sure that you are getting some actual assistance because I manage my depression and I have never gotten to the point where I've missed work because of it. But when I'm sick. Oh, like, I could easily see, you know, how somebody could, though. Yeah. Um, but when I am sick and I'm depressed at the same time, yeah. I start thinking some very dark thoughts about like, this is the way that my rest, the rest of my life is going to be, like everything is terrible, and you can start going down sort of a dark pit. And food is very comforting oh, yeah. when you are at home. And, you know, we're not used to sitting still. Like I n hardly ever sit still. It's hard for me to record a podcast because we're not walking right now. But 
When we're sitting on the couch all day watching television, time goes really slowly and food helps time go by more quickly. And so just be very conscious of that. Like we had, we had talked about too, as a, a tip of like still having parameters around when you eat and what you eat. Don't start day cookies. Like I wouldn't do that on a good day. So don't do it when you're feeling sick. Still have your intermittent fasting window. Try to eat on a schedule. Don't eat after a certain time. And again, we're not talking about perfection, but just those kind of minimums that we can put in place. And if you are sick, and just going back to the depression thing, if you need a therapist to help you through a dark time, do it. We have on every corner, we've got an urgent care that we can go into for bumps and bruises and antibiotics, but it is harder to get that immediate assistance from depression. Like if you have depression, there's not an urgent care down the street where someone can help talk you through your situation. So especially for people who live on their own, or if you're a caregiver, really anyone, if you do have um, mental health issues, please take care of them. And please know that it is a it is so important to focus on your mental health as well as your physical health in all of this. And it's all tied up together, our feelings of self-worth, our feelings of vulnerability. And it's even heightened when we are, you know, when we have a physical ailment beyond our uh, our mental depression. And it is okay to take care of yourself. And it is okay to take a little break from your fitness journey when you are sick and you really need to relax and cover because if you don't get well, it makes it even harder to stay on it later. Yeah. And just know that you're in a position now, if you've been listening to this podcast, as long as we've been talking about it, like, (laughs) you know that there is no finish line, you know that there's tomorrow, you know, there's, you know, when you start feeling better, that you can get back on track, it doesn't have to be perfect, you don't have to, you know, live up to Fitbit's expectation of you or your Apple Watch, your Garmin, like, (laughs) don't let Fitbit hear you say that. No, but you know what, on, um, I had the Duolingo app for a little while, and I wasn't using it and duolingo sent me an email with their like mascots a bird or something it was like the duolingo bird is sad because oh yeah checked in no i deleted it i got the same thing i was so angry i was so yeah i was too i I got like i got rid of the app after i got the duolingo bird is responsible for his own happiness yeah and i am not (laughs) responsible like i actually i was very angry but like don't let technology boss you around don't let the judgment of other people you know it's it's not like um that Monty Python movie with the knight whose arms get chopped off. Like nobody's going to get to an ice cream social for not being sick. You're not going to get promoted. Like no one's like, you know what? You do a mediocre job, but you've never been sick. You're getting a raise. Right, exactly. That's not the badge that's going to win us the next thing. Like practicing some self-care, being responsible about it, stepping back from our responsibilities, not feeling like we have to do it all, and not forcing ourselves to get sicker because we feel like we can't slow down. Like you don't have to vacuum. You don't have to, you know, make the beds when you're sick. There's so many things that we keep pushing through to act like life is normal. But really, like, step back. It's okay. And you'll be better served for it. You definitely will. And you'll be better served for listening to this episode. So thank you so much. Uh, And I think that takes us to our product of the week. Pow, everybody. We actually have a product, and it's a new one. Um, Catherine, uh, I don't know, know how you came across it. I'll tell it. you about it. 
I came across this this on uh, the podcast Gretchen Rubin. Uh, oh. Gretchen Rubin Happier podcast. Uh, what's the what's the uh, friend of the show? Called? <laughs> it's called it's the, an app called Tiny Decisions. There we go, Tiny Decisions. So, um, a lot of us suffer from decision fatigue where we have so many different options for things and we can't decide whether it's Don and I deciding what TV show to watch next or what yeah. what restaurant to go to if we ever go to a restaurant or what to make for dinner. Uh, Tiny Decisions is this cool little app where you can put in different categories like what's what to make for dinner and it's a little spinny wheel yeah it's sort of the modern day equivalent of flipping a coin except if the coin had like eight sides to it well it's like wheel of fortune like you spin basically you press a button and a little wheel spins with all of your different choices on it and then it randomly stops on one particular choice so let's say for example you were trying to decide you know you work out from home and you're trying to decide what exercise to do today and you have decision fatigue and you can't Side. So you could make a list that had squats or planks or sprints and, you know, come up with eight different workouts, press a little button, and that little guy will just spin and spin and then it will stop and then you can just do whatever it says on it. And you can even sort of gamify, you know, I get into a habit of eating the same foods all the time because, you know, I like them and because they're they fit into my plan and because they're convenient. But Sometimes I feel like, you know, I just get a little bit stuck in a rut and you can gamify that by putting all of your different, you know, afternoon snack choices or your lunch choice or whatever on the wheel and you spin it and you let the wheel decide for you what you're going to eat and maybe it, you know, mixes things up for you. Yeah. So if you have a list of books to read, like sometimes I have so many choices that I don't do anything because I just can't decide. Exactly. I do that all the time. You can make a list of books to read or shows to watch, workout to do, foods to eat, or even places to go. If you are introverts like Donald and I, and you have a hard time getting out in your neighborhood, yeah, yeah. you could make a list of attractions in your very own city that you would like to check out. But instead of deciding on which one to do yourself, use a little spinny wheel. Yeah, or maybe you have little projects to do around the house Ooh, or something. that's a good one for and, procrastinators. Yeah, and you're procrastinating and you're like, oh, I don't know if I should start this thing or that thing. Like, you can let the wheel choose for you and you just have to commit to doing whatever it says. Yeah, and there's also, uh, not to get too minute on this, there's also a way to weight the likelihood of the wheel spinning and hitting a certain item. So if you really think that running is more important than vacuuming, you can weight running more heavily yeah. so that it is more likely that the wheel will stop on running than it does. I can imagine myself like with my fingers crossed shouting at the phone, come on, vacuum, no come whammy, on, vacuum. No, yeah, no running, no running. But uh, anyway, it's just a fun, you know, everyone's looking for a new way to switch things up. Uh, things get stale. So uh, this is a way to take out that v- decision fatigue, take the decision off your own plate. Like Donald said, make it fun. Why not? We only have the rest of our lives to live. So, so that is the Tiny Decisions app. It is available for both uh, Android and uh, Apple, iPhone. Yeah. And uh, I think there's there's a paid version and a free version. The free version obviously have has fewer uh, choices to make. But, uh, but yeah, get it. Don't get it. Whatever. So you can use the app to make a choice about whether to buy the paid <laughs> app and uh, go from there. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you've made the tiny decision to listen to the show, ah. we really appreciate it very much. And uh, 
We uh, would even appreciate more if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts um, or just even a rating um, would be helpful. Uh, Five stars would be preferable, but um, whatever you actually feel like doing would be great. Um, It helps us get the word out about the show. It helps people find the show. And uh, we really, really do appreciate it. Yeah, and we we love all of the reviews. It's just so wonderful to get feedback from our listeners. Um, You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or... Twitter. Twitter. There we go. I always forget that. At We Only Look Thin. At We Only Look Thin. You can email us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. If you have questions, we will uh, will reply. Or if you have suggestions for us, or if you have ideas of, you know, what have you done when you've gotten sick, uh, you know, tips and tricks that have helped you. Um, And uh, if you would like more information about joining our support group, you can go to weonlylookthin.com and click on the join our support group link. Yeah, there's more information there, including pricing options. Um, It's a great small community of women working on their health goals. We have people who need who are looking to lose a lot of weight. Some people are maintaining and it's just a super supportive environment that we're super proud of. So you can, you can find out more about it at weonlylookthin.com. Stop on by the website and check it out. Yeah. So if you're still mad that you never got to go to the ice cream social for perfect <laughs> attendance in middle school, just remember that Donald and I are an inspiration Asian. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program. <laughs>